Warning, warning, warning. Inside the Mind of Sex explores frank and explicit discussions about human sexuality. The subject matter on this podcast may contain adult themes, explicit language, and graphic descriptions of sexual acts that is not suitable for all listeners. It is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Inside the Mind of Sex, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the wild and wonderful world of human sexuality. Our candid conversations with women from all walks of life will challenge your assumptions and expand your understanding of what it means to be sexual in today's world. From taboo to titillating, we'll delve deep into the mysteries of human desire, uncovering the secrets that lie within the mind of every sexual being. Real talk, real experiences, and sharing real stories that will make you laugh, blush, and maybe even inspire you to try something new. So buckle up and get ready to discover the fascinating, sometimes funny, always intriguing world of sex with Inside the Mind of Sex. Let's get started. Hey, 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 everyone. It's Dr. T, and welcome to Inside the Mind of Sex. We are joined by probably one of the biggest newsmakers in all of adult media this year. She was a teacher who got outed for having an OnlyFans. Uh, She was strong enough to stand up and walk away from her teaching career, and she's here to talk to us. It's Brianna Coppett. Nice to meet you, Brianna. Yeah, nice to meet you. Thanks for having me on. You've been on the worldwide tour of talking about, you know, being outed as a teacher on OnlyFans, and I'm sure that was quite life-changing. Yeah, it has been life-changing. Um, I will say, yeah, I never expected something like this to happen. Um, I never expected like my face and my name to be posted like all over the world. Um, And a lot of people might think it was unfortunate, um, but there are some positives that have come out of it. So um, just new opportunities and, and traveling and meeting people. So it is sad that I did resign uh, from being a teacher and that was, you know, supposed to be my career, but there's definitely a silver lining. Before it happened, were you walking around like feeling like there was an anvil over your head getting ready to drop? <clears throat> yeah, a bit. Um, it It's unfortunate that it is taboo. So I'll just say like, um, it, I don't understand why there has to be a stigma. And truly, if there was no stigma, I, I believe that students never would have found out. Um, and students only found out because adults were posting it and sending it around. So there were some misconceptions that, you know, a student found it or maybe it was the principal. It, it was none of those. It was just adults in a small community who reported it to the school. And then they posted it for students to see. <laughs> so it's it's just unfortunate that we can't have personal lives. And I kind of that's where our topic kind of comes in tonight, because honestly, the silver lining is, although it is slow, I think it is the change that we're seeing in America, because stuff like this happened in the 70s and the 80s, where teachers did Playboy and they were found out and they were run out of town. They had to leave their towns. They had to change their names. They had to become someone else. Mm-hmm. And because right. of, because of the the time that we live in and the technology we live in, you were able to adapt and overcome and actually thrive through that. Right. Yeah, very true. Um, I, I never expected the like success, um, but I am thankful for it and thankful for all of the support that I've received. Um, surprisingly, there was so much more support than I ever expected. So that, that was definitely nice. And I think that really speaks to America's, America's changing attitude on sex. While it's not, you know, it's not European and it's not, uh, like the rest of the world, we are slowly changing. I think there's a slow change to make ourselves more accepting of different genders, different sexualities, different lifestyles where, you know, it's more mainstream. I I don't think, I don't think we as a people have really changed. I just think it's out there a little more because there were swingers parties in the seventies there was lifestyles, you know, there was plenty of camp. Trust me. If you want to go through every VCR tape that's out there, 
Like I'm sure 50% <laughs> of them are porn. So right. it, it, it's not the, the way that it gets out there has changed, but it's not really changed. But I think society is more accepting because we all see ourselves as you, maybe not as you, my, my, my tits are not that nice, but, <laughs> but we see ourselves in you as a person that, Hey, we all have, we all have a different lifestyle. It might not be your lifestyle, but at least right. we, we, people understand sexuality where I don't think that they did as much back in the day. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I, I wouldn't say maybe it's, it's definitely more accessible. Uh, maybe that has contributed to it, but it's, I also feel like we just have, in my opinion, I am not bothered by what other people do. I just feel like, you know, if you don't agree with someone, that's fine. You can still be kind. Um, we don't all have the same beliefs because we're all human beings. Like it is okay to be different um, and still be nice and respectful to people. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's okay to just go about your business. And if you don't agree with something, you don't have to argue or you don't have to fight with someone. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's okay to be different and we don't all fit into the same box. As an educator, do you think the introduction of sex education into the classroom has helped kind of bring a sexual awakening, at least maybe not an awakening, but a slow roll to America? Because I think, I honestly think oh. in 20 years, it's going to be better, but I, I think it has gotten better over the last 20 years. I honestly don't know. Um, I don't know if I can comment on that. I mean, I, I saw a lot of jokes about people saying like, you should go back to be a teacher, but teach sex ed, like as jokes, <laughs> that would be so inappropriate. I could not do that, but um, I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't know. I think it's honestly like social media has had the biggest influence in the internet. Um, just, I mean, you look at social media and you could see, you know, half naked girls like in swimsuits on Instagram all over. And so maybe that has had an influence. I'm not sure, but I don't really know what, what brought on the change. I guess that's the downfall of this too, because kids were never meant to know about this. Like this was my secret private at home life with my husband. Like I wasn't advertising it to anybody. I mean, I had a Twitter, but I was faceless. I had a different name. Like there was no, I don't know. That's, it was supposed to be private. (laughs) So, well, you know, I think as, as much as that is, was your, was your goal. I I think that might've been a little naive on your part to think it was, especially (laughs) with a great, a documentary to watch was, is uh, don't fuck with cats. Have you ever seen that one? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I have. So literally like people like they could take this video and they could be like, I know that light fixture came from that place and that's where you go. So it's just the the internet is savage and no one is going to give you any break if they can find any information out on you. So Yeah, that's really true. Um, Yeah, I mean, I tried definitely to stay anonymous. Um, In the very beginning, I like edited out all of my tattoos, um, just because I was like, just wanting to to remain anonymous. And I've seen comments where people said that this was like my grand plan all along to just come out as an like, do this on purpose. And I absolutely not. Like I was a teacher for five years. Um, I had like finished my master's degree in education like two years ago. Like that was my career. Um, I didn't ask for this to happen. I definitely tried to stay anonymous, but yeah, it obviously didn't work out that way. So let me ask you a question. This is if you could put, obviously you're, you're very well off. You did very well off from being from this happening to you. If you could put the genie back in the bottle and give back all the money, would you? Um, and like, just erase all of this and like stay a teacher. Um, I don't think so. And I say that because now uh, a couple of reasons, one, I feel like I can be my authentic self. I don't have to be worried or scared about the judgment of people. Like it's already happened. Um, it's changed like my life for the better, my family's life. I've paid off my student loans that I never would have been able to pay off as a teacher. 
um there's just so many things like I have no debt now like cars credit cards like it's just been life-changing and it's it's also nice to not have to live a double life yeah you get to be you and you get to be you know some parts of Brianna are a little dirty they're they're a little (laughs) they're a little you know spicy that's okay because that's everybody but everybody hides it and now you don't have to that's got to be very free yeah it is it's nice to just um I don't know I I think a lot of people expected me to crumble or uh, whoever was out to get me maybe they didn't like me and they thought that they were going to try and hurt me or ruin me or something like that but I feel like all of this has just only made me a stronger person and just now I can just be me. Like I don't have to worry about people being mean because I mean, plenty of people have been mean, but uh, it doesn't matter. Like they just don't matter. <laughs> they just don't matter because you've overcome, you've taken that, you've taken that big fistful of fucking lemons and made lemonade. So I, I, yeah. apl- I applaud you for that because that is tough. And I'm sure for a couple of days you were on your ass and, we're in your room and you didn't want to leave. And I'm sure oh, you had the pillow I, yeah, over your head. No, you're so right. Because I mean, like the first couple of days after this came out, um, I didn't leave my house, I think for at least like a week. I, uh, there's still, I mean, I definitely overcome a lot. Like I didn't even want to go to the grocery store. Um, because I live in a small town, everybody knows, but I mean, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to say something mean to me? I mean, I guess you can, but I'm not hurting them. Like I, I don't know. So I definitely have overcome some, a few challenges in the beginning, but. So I think the positive takeaway from this whole experience has been that you've been able to kind of firsthand see that America has changed because it has changed because Mm -hmm. I think before, like I said, before in the seventies, there were teachers that did playboy that were, their careers were ruined. The only the only thing they got out of it was their life being ruined. You were able to do positives with it. So I think as a society, we have changed, and that's a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And I would just say, like I said, the support was so surprising. Um, there was actually a petition made for me to get my job back, like after this came out with thousands of signatures. <laughs> like that was so shocking. Um, but I do think that that there is just a change and, and people understand that it's okay to be different. Like we can still be nice and kind to one another. Um, I mean, there are still bullies out there who, I just believe that, you know, everyone has their own beliefs and it's okay. You can be different than me. I don't expect you to be the same as me. And I feel like if people just adopted that and just kindness, it, the world would be a much better place it's, it's just been nice to get mainly support. Like there's been some, yeah, some hate, but overall just very surprised at the amount of support and the the people who do support me and who are kind. And I think that speaks a lot to, um, technology and media and, you know, worldwide feelings because your story didn't go, didn't go local. It didn't go national and went international. It reached across and everybody goes, Everybody was able to see, and I think, and I think that's, you know, that's the the measure of the world is everybody sees that now we are not, everybody doesn't fit into the box of man and woman, man, man marries woman, they have sex, they have kids, that's life. Not everybody is those square pegs that go in the round hole. Some of us are round holes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's why I love the, I love the, um, the change that I've seen in the world. And what makes me really crazy is the hate that comes with that. Because as we talked about earlier, everything is so polarizing. It's right. I hate her because she did this. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything that was aimed at kids. You didn't, you, you did things within your marriage with your partner knowing to better yourself. What is, there's nothing negative to hate on that. I mean, it's like, just because I was a teacher, I'm not allowed to, have a personal life, but I mean, there are other professions, um, who also get in trouble for these things. Like I know nurses, but, and I'm just, I don't understand why, like I didn't sign a moral code. There was no document saying that, I mean, who defines morality too? I mean, that's a a different conversation. It's like what you think is morally right 
might not be what someone else thinks is morally right. So who, who makes that decision? Um, I mean, I guess ultimately it's the school board who determines, I, I don't know. I don't know. I like the fact that you were able to uh, take that in your own hands and said, you know what, I'm not going to sit here and let you be in judgment of me. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to take my ball and I'm going to go home. So fuck y'all. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you said it much nicer than I did, but that, that had to take a lot of guts too, because you know, you have a teacher union behind you and mm -hmm. I'm sure you could have made some noise, but you decided, Hey, uh, you know what? Screw the, screw the negative. Let's go for the positive. And that was, that had to be scary. And it was also take, takes big balls. Yeah. I mean, I definitely could have fought, um, but to me, it's not worth a couple things. Um, the stress and anxiety of, of fighting the school or getting a lawyer or like, you know, it just, I didn't want to fight them. Plus, I don't want to like sue a school district that might already not have a lot of money for kids. So like, why, why would I take more money from kids when I, I don't need it to be successful? And you are successful. Now, would I say that, like, I would advertise doing this to younger generations? Like, no, but I also believe that people can do whatever makes them happy. So I don't know. I mean, hopefully, I would like to see some court case. Just, I mean, why, why do employers get to discriminate? I don't. I mean, I didn't break their, their code, their moral code. There was no moral thing I signed. So I don't know. If you were a teacher in San Francisco, would you have been fired? I honestly don't think so. I really don't. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, well, I mean, that's hard to say. It's yeah. Like, I don't know what their, their rules look like, but I don't think it would have made international news. I think that happened because I live in a small town. <laughs> But I don't know. I do think there's going to be some sort of court case coming. Um, I know there's another big creator, um, Sarah Blake. She is like being banned from her kids' sports like practices and games um, because she does OnlyFans. And she like went, you know, talked to the news about it, but she's not allowed to go to her kids' practices, which is ridiculous. That's insane. It's, yeah, it is really sad. I don't understand how people can do this to other people, um, you know, ban you from from certain places just because of what you do in your free time. Uh, I think it's ridiculous. Um, I know my husband also lost his job. So he was a lineman uh, building power lines here in St. Louis. And um, the company let him go because they thought he would be too distracted. And I think it's ridiculous, but he eventually he fought that with his union and he won. Um, I don't know. I would say there are attitudes changing, but then at the same way, there's there's still not. So that's tough. This is our Christmas episode, and I would like to ask you some Christmas questions now. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, um, I really love Elf. Elf is, uh, Will Ferrell's like my man. I watched that the other day and it is so, it, you know, it gets overlooked because Will Ferrell's over the top sometimes, but it is a masterpiece. It is so good. It is so good. Peter Dinklage yeah. is good in it. Myself, I've been on this train before it got, you know, before it got fervent. I am a believer that Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie ever. Oh, okay. It's just, and the fact that it's become like the bro thing now really pisses me off because for the last A lot time, of people say it's not a Christmas movie. Is I, it a Christmas movie? Yeah, trust me. We don't want to get into that debate because I don't want to <laughs> You seem like a lovely woman and I don't want to curse at you. So uh, for the last 10 years, me and my kid uh, on the on Christmas Eve, we gather around and we watch Die Hard. So it, it, love we it. love it. Love it. What are your feelings on Little Debbie Christmas cake snack cakes? Yeah, like the Christmas tree cakes. Yes. I love them. Yeah, and now I think there's an ice cream even. Really? Yes. You'll have to look into that. I had one of those today, and it was so good. And I was, is that a Midwest thing, or is that is that all over? Is Little Debbie all over? Yes. Okay. Oh, I thought. I think it is. Okay. Because I, I just, I had one of those the, literally today, and I was just like, 
this is so good. And it, it's probably the same as every other snack cake, but because it is shaped like a Christmas tree, it is amazing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm going to have to get some after this now. So thanks for that. <laughs> what is a Christmas tradition that you and your husband or you and your family do? Oh, uh, oh man. Um, something pretty recent that actually my daughter's preschool started was sending home Grinch dust mm -hmm. that you like sprinkle in the front yard and around your front door before like on Christmas Eve. So the Grinch can't come in and steal your presents. And so that's like a big thing that we do now. And I love it. She gets so excited. <laughs> are you a fan of Christmas? Are you Christmas or Halloween? Cause those are the two camps that are really out there. Oh, I'm a Christmas, diehard Christmas for sure. Absolutely. You look like you could like cosplay some Elsa from Frozen or oh. something. <laughs> that should be your next photo shoot, you know, get some snowflakes. I actually have played an Elsa before. Oh, I really? I forgot about that. Uh, I did. I played an Elsa for a little kid's birthday party a couple years ago. So, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> do you have any big plans for the new year? Oh, I do. I'm actually going to a swinger party uh, for Life and Style. It's like a local group based out mm -hmm. of St. Louis. Um, so they're having like a big party, a big event, and just going to go and have fun and uh, hang out with my husband and like a bunch of, you know, like-minded people mm -hmm. and probably film some crazy stuff too. So <laughs> you have a very heavy social event scheduled for New Year's Eve. I and do. <laughs> then, uh, you know, you got New Year's plans. Are you winging off somewhere big or you got any major content shoots lined up? Um, I do have like a collab in actually in January. Um, I'll be doing a collab with like a couple girls. So that'll be fun going to Florida for that. Um, oh, Dr. Phil reached out. So I might oh. be going on Dr. Phil uh, in a couple weeks. So just, yeah, I kind of just go with the flow and just have a good time and watch out for Dr. Phil. He loves a little bit of gotcha sometimes. So watch your back. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm curious how that my mom's like, oh, what is he going to evaluate you or something? I'm like, I don't know. We'll find it, out. <laughs> It didn't work out bad for bad Barbie. So, you know. Right. Bad baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Catch me outside girl. I think she's like, was the number one girl on OnlyFans for a while. Her first month, she made $16 million. Right. That's so crazy. That's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. It's for insane. Sure. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. T. Let's take a deep dive into the world of pleasure tech. Oh, Yes. We're talking about the game-changing device known as the Motor Bunny. Buckle up, or should I say saddle up, because this is going to be one wild ride. So what is the Motor Bunny, you say? Well, picture this. It's a straddle-style sex machine that's engineered to deliver earth-shattering orgasms. Oh, and did I mention you can enjoy this solo or with a partner? That's right, let's share the love. Now I know what you're asking. What sets this apart from its competitors? Well, first off, it's extremely affordable. Second off, it's teeming with features. Not only does it have a range of attachments for you to experiment with, but it also boasts app integration. That's right, control the pleasure from your smartphone. Imagine the fun and all the long distance possibilities. In terms of versatility, it can be customized with an array of attachments. Most of these include insertable components for that satisfying internal stimulation. In other words, this machine is your personal playground. However, what really catches my eye is the comparison with its closest rival, the Sibian. Not only is the Motor Bunny superior quality, but also more technically advanced. And the cherry on top, it costs so much less. So you're getting more bang, pun absolutely intended, for your buck. If you're looking to elevate your pleasure game, the Motor Bunny is like having a VIP ticket to the Orgasm Olympics. Whether you're riding solo or spicing things up with a partner, this machine is the pleasure tech you didn't know you needed so bad. Motor Bunny is teaming up with Inside the Mind of Sex to offer our listeners an amazing discount. Go to MotorBunny.com and when you check out, use the promo code INSIDE to get a nice, thick discount off your order. That's MotorBunny.com, promo code INSIDE. Hey, happy riding.
All right, so I'd like to move on to the survey questions. These are Google okay. questions that have been curated by myself, my producers, and followers of the show. Okay. And we're just going to learn about your sex life, your sexual history, your history in general. We're going to okay. we're going to get pretty deep in there. Are you ready to go forward? Oh boy, let's do it. All right. What is your age, race, and marital status? I am 28, white, and married. This next question is what type of work do you do? I'm going to answer that for you and say you're a content creator. <laughs> I am. What is your sexuality? Um, I'm straight. Hmm. I've, I've, <laughs> I you know what? I've, not, I've never actually seen any of your content, so I don't know. I was like, oh, oh, hmm. 100%? Um, I mean, I've always admired women and I think women are beautiful and like, I can ad admire like a really hot girl. And, um, I would say I've been turned on by women a couple times, but I've never really, I mean, my first time like ever hooking up with a woman was like this year. So I don't know. Hmm. Would you consider yourself a sexual person? I would, yes. Um, I feel like I've always been that way. <laughs> I was born that way. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten. Um, I would say like a nine. Wow. What is one of your biggest turn-offs? Oh, a turn-off. <sighs> um, ooh, when someone, like, when a, a man can't, lead or like put me in my place like sometimes I have to be like told what to do or like I need a like a man to like I don't know just tell me what to do so if you can't do that or you can't like pick me up and like throw me around then it's probably no for me what is a big turn on for you uh I really love a blue color man like give me some dirty work boots and like do a dirty job and come home like that <laughs> Do you have a pet name that your husband calls you? Um, I mean, just nor like babe. Yeah, it's pretty normal, I feel like. So I'd like to talk to you about masturbation. Okay. Do you remember the first time that you ever masturbated where the goal was to come? So I feel like I'm like super unique, maybe. Um, I didn't buy a vibrator until I was like 22. Um, and I also didn't like masturbate until I was like 22. Um, and that happened because I was like so horny all the time. And I was dating a guy that wasn't very horny is very weird situation. And I was just too, too horny and I needed to come. So yeah, I was probably like 21, 22 before that. I didn't masturbate because I didn't have to. Like, I just used sex. So. How many times a week would you say that you masturbate? Um, I would say probably like four times. Do you have sex toys? I do. Yes. <laughs> what is your favorite and why? Ooh, I have this uh, glass dildo and I saw someone like post about it on Twitter and I knew I had to get it. Um, it made me squirt for the first time. So I never knew I could do that. And I can. Um, it just hits all the right spots. So I don't know. Do you watch porn? I do. Yes. Do you have a favorite kind? Um, I, I don't know what it is. But I'm going to be like, people are going to think I'm lame for this or vanilla, but like, I really like watching like passionate, like sex um, and missionary is like, you might ask me this in a little bit, but watching like porn and someone doing missionary is like just super hot to me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when masturbating toy free, what is the perfect number of fingers? Oh, um, gosh, I feel like one to two. One inside, Sometimes one on the clit or? Um, 
I guess, yeah. Yeah, that would have to be good, I would say. Probably. That'd be a good combo. Can you walk us through an everyday average, your home alone masturbation session? How does it go down? Um, I would say, um, I, if I had to pick like by myself, I would for sure use like the glass dildo, like dildo that I have. Um, it's only like this big probably, but it's, I don't know what it is. You you're going to have to buy one for your wife, but then I would use my smaller vibrator. Um, and I would just use that on myself and watch some missionary porn and come so good. (laughs) I come the best in missionary. So I think that's what it is for me. Have you ever been caught masturbating? Uh, no. I don't think I have. Have you ever masturbated in public? Um, I'm trying to think. Mm, like in a, a like a dressing room. I mean, I've taken like some naughty pictures in a dressing room. I don't think I've masturbated. Um, I've definitely had sex in like a public place, I guess. Okay, so that that will be your homework. Great content for you. Take your toy, take a purse, go to go to Victoria's Secret and bang one out real fast and watch the views rack up. Can I get in trouble for that? If you get caught, don't get caught. <laughs> oh man. Um an interesting story with that. So my coworker and friend uh also does like some public stuff. Um, and people are like screenshotting it and like getting really mad about it and like trying to get her banned from public places because of it. So I'm scared. (laughs) Yeah. That's not the headline that I need. Like former teacher. Yeah, no, no. mm -mm. (laughs) All right. So I'd like to play a little game with you. Are you ready? Yeah. It's called. Flicking the bean. I will give you these unconventional ways that women have told me they've masturbated, and you will tell me if you've done it or not. Okay. Okay. Pillow humping. I have not. I've heard good things about it, though. The bathtub faucet. Yes. <laughs> A shower head. Yes. Hands free. How does that work? The way that I've heard (laughs) is that you kind of cross your legs and you bounce your leg Mm. up and down and you use your thigh to kind of rub your clit. Okay. Uh, That has happened in jeans before. I haven't like orgasmed from it, but it does feel nice. The washing machine. No, I have not. An electric toothbrush. Probably yes. <laughs> a motorcycle or any other motorized vehicle? No, I don't think so. Edge rubbing. Uh, is that like the edge of like a table or something? Yes. No, I don't think so. Gosh, I'm the lamest masturbator ever, I feel like. <laughs> Jacuzzi jet. Yes. All right, Brianna, I'd like to talk to you about your sexual history. Are you okay about opening up with that? Sure. What age did you lose your virginity? Uh, 15. Was it a positive experience? Not at all. It was terrible. Um, yeah, no. It was, uh, I, it wasn't something that I was ready for. So the guy at the time was very, like, not aggressive, I guess, but he was, just convincing me to do it. And then he broke up with me like a week later. So yeah, it was just terrible all around. How many times a month would you say you have sex? Um, probably like 20 times. Does size matter? Um, for me, I actually prefer like nothing over like seven and a half inches which is crazy. I feel like everyone's like the bigger, the better, but I, I think like 
six is probably perfect. Um, seven is still good. I, I also, I don't know. I'm not a size queen. Like I enjoy, I don't enjoy hurting. I'll say that. Like, I don't want to, I don't know. Dr. T, nice to meet you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, what's the biggest cock you've ever been with? Um, I've probably been with someone that's like nine inches. Was, Um, Was it too much? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't know. It's just something about the seven inchers that like do it for me. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. <laughs> the seven inchers do it for me. Brianna Coppridge. Right. Right. Have you ever faked an orgasm? For sure. Absolutely. Yes. Why? Um, it, It's just one of those things where it's like you're kind of Maybe you've been going at it for a while and you just know that you're not going to come. So like you come, so they feel like they can be done now. Like they can get off and then we can just, sometimes it's just not going to happen. Do you have a kink or a fetish? Um, I really like being, uh, well, I kind of have a praised kink, but I also like to be told what to do. So I don't know. Yeah, I was. One. I was going to. I was going to. If you if you weren't going to say it, I was going to say, just talking to you, I can tell you that you have a subside. You might not have fully explored it. You might not. Okay. You might not know all the trappings of it. It it could be ever evolving, but you for sure have a subside. I think so too. I wouldn't disagree with that. <laughs> have you ever had sex with a woman? Um define sex like have you ever had a pussy in your mouth oh yes yeah have you ever had a woman's pussy or mouth on your pussy yes then you've had sex with a woman that's how that works okay okay yes and you're not into it (laughs) um it's okay. I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it's hot when like I've had girls use strap-ons on me and I actually think I prefer that over anything. Really? Yeah. And they do have those new like two-way like dildos that are like a strap-on oh, yeah. that you put I inside. Use, uh, I have a double-ended dildo and I use that like, well, I used that on my best friend and in a video and that was one of the videos that got her put on leave and investigated at school. Sorry, Megan. <laughs> Double he- double headed dildo does it again. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would like to play another game with you. Are you ready? Sure. It is called Rapid Fire. Oh boy. Okay. It's the rapid fire rating. I will give you a sex act and you will rate it on a scale of one to 10, one being horrible, 10 being amazing. Okay. Spanking. Ooh, seven. Hair pulling. Five. Choking. Uh, five. <laughs> Giving oral sex. Uh, seven. Getting oral sex. Eight. Pegging. Oh, two. Swallowing. Oh, I used to be a better swallower than I am now. So like five. Anal sex. Eight. Rough sex. Seven. Biting. Mm, one. Missionary position. Ten. <laughs> Doggy style. Three. Riding a dick. Oh, six. The only thing that you rated a ten was missionary position. <laughs> this is true. Normally, I at least get like two or three tens because I, I like to go, okay, so you would like this, like that, and like this. You're like, come in, read the Bible with me, and then lay with me like a man and a wife. <laughs> I don't know what 
what it is. It just rubs in the right spots. Like I can't help it. I don't know. I mean, it, it does. It doesn't become a classic by being bad. So very true. <laughs> that was the rapid fire rating. <laughs> what is your bra size? You know, I thought I was a 36C, but I don't think I am. I've got a 36D the other day, and it fits way better, so I'm going to say a 36D. Have you ever flashed in public? Uh, Probably. I can't remember a time for sure, but I'm sure I have. Never been down to Soulard Mardi Gras? Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, I have. Okay, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> have you ever had a wardrobe malfunction? Uh, like a nip slip? <laughs> nip slip. <laughs> clam jam, whatever you want to call it. Clam jam. Um, I'm sure I have. I can't like recall a specific time, but it's probably happened. Do you remember a few years ago the teacher who was in the music classroom who did the cartwheel while she was no you you oh my god that was like a big scandal. But there was a teacher she was working in a music room and she the kids were you know asking her to do cartwheel cartwheels she did a cartwheel she had no fucking panties on and they're what? videotaping this so her pussy comes out yeah needless to say she was not a substitute teacher any longer oh my gosh i had no idea that's crazy i'll have to google that do you like nipple play i do yes what do you like done to your nipples um i just like if you like pinch them like this and kind of like pull on them it feels nice. But you don't like biting. I don't really like biting, no. Hmm. What turns you on? We know you're not bisexual. We know you're strictly dickly. But what turns you on about a woman physically? Um, I would just say, like, I think boobs are nice. Um, someone has, like, nice tits. Um... And just, like, maybe the way she, like, carries herself, if she, like, you know, looks sexy or, like, seductive. Have you had sex or an orgasm today? Uh, yes, I have. Which one? Uh, I had sex during a photo shoot. Like, that was the photo shoot. Uh, but we didn't orgasm. I had to jump on here, so... <laughs> I do not want to be the one that has is holding you back from an orgasm. So if I did that, I, I apologize. Yep. Have you had sex with more than one person in a day? Yes. What is yes. the most number of people you've had sex with in a single day? Uh, probably like nine or ten. Is that your cap? <laughs> like, would I do more than that? Is yes. that what you're asking? Um, I mean, if the opportunity presents itself, I don't know. I did like a train thing and that was, that was probably why just like a big content shooting day. So, um, but by the end of, yeah. by the end of being with 10 people is your pussy sore? I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> what is the shortest amount of time that you've known a person and then fuck them? Uh, probably a couple hours. Have you ever fucked in public? Um, like inside a vehicle, yes. Like I, w I always tell the story. Um, like the kinkiest place was, uh, like in the church parking lot before I went into church in the back seat of the car. So, um, other than that, in public, it's usually probably just been in a car. How do you feel about cum? Um, I think I like it like all over me. Like, I think that's really hot. Like, it's just hot if someone like, I don't, maybe that's the submissive part. I don't know. If not in you, where would you like it on you? Like on my tits and stomach. But, I think that's hot. But not your face. Um, facials are okay, but I think it's hotter if someone is just like not intentionally doing it on my face, just kind of all over. 
What's hot is if they're fucking you and they're not aiming your, for your face and they get your face. They get your face, yeah. I have had come in my eye. That was the worst. Someone did come on my face and then it got in my eye. And that shit was, that was the worst. It burned so bad. Have you ever squirted? Yes. Tell me about the first time that Brianna ever squirted. That was literally like three months ago. Um, I didn't know I could do it. I'd never like thought about it or tried. Um, but it was like pretty freaking awesome. I recorded it. Uh, so I got like the first time on camera and yeah, it was hot. It feels so nice. So now I feel like I need to do that again soon. Was it alone? Was it with someone? It was alone. Do you have a sexual experience that shaped your sexuality? Um, I don't think so. I just had like a really freaky boyfriend in high school. So that's probably like, I mean, he just like wanted to fuck all the time. So that probably shaped, like set me up for my life path right now. So I don't know. You don't think that was in you all along? Um, it could have been maybe. Yeah. Have you had a threesome, foursome, or moresome? Um, yes, all of the above. At what point does, I guess, uh, is a fivesome considered an orgy? I, I think an orgy is either five or more or six or more. I'm not sure. Have you had an orgy? I have, yes. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I think it's fun. I think it's a lot of fun. What do you do directly after sex? Um, depend if I orgasmed and it was like super hot, I'd have to lay there and recover for a few seconds. Um, but I usually get up and pee. <laughs> what is the most taboo sexual thing that you've ever done? Probably the glory hole. So let's, all right. So, <laughs> so let's unpack that. We, we can't just say that and just walk away. So okay. It's a glory hole. It's at a lifestyle event. Yes. And you cannot see who's on the other side. Yeah. So the girl comes in. It's like the box on three sides. The girl comes in the back that's open, sits down. Um, the one that I do, I mean, the girl was sitting down and it was for like giving blowjobs. I guess she could have bent over on the inside. You could try that. Um, but the guys just walk up stick it through the hole and you just suck it. I don't know. How many dicks did you suck in the glory hole? Uh, probably like six or seven. Why did you leave? Did you get bored or did you run out of dicks? <laughs> I think someone came at the end. So then after that, I think I was, I was like ready to be done. Would you like to watch your man have sex with someone else? Um, I think sometimes yes. And sometimes no, like sometimes it's hot. I guess it's just like, depends on what I'm in the mood for, but, uh, sometimes I do enjoy it. Yeah. But you sometimes get jealous. Uh, yes, probably. <laughs> Where does that come from? I don't know. Um, it's just like, well, that's my man. Like, I don't want him uh, I don't know. Sometimes it is like a turn on and then sometimes it's where I just want him to myself. What is your body count? <laughs> uh, probably like 130. When it comes to sexual partners, do you have a racial preference? Um, Not really. I feel like the places that I meet guys... Um, they've just been primarily white, but to me, no, it doesn't really matter. Have you ever had sex with a black guy? Yes. On film? No, not yet. So, Everyone asks for that though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that does see, that doesn't jive with the real you though, because well, I mean, plenty of guys, black guys have average size cocks, but what guys want to see is you with a big black cock. Right. Yes, they do. What is on your sex bucket list? Um, oh, I want to fuck someone that's uncircumcised. 
Go to Eng- <laughs> go to England. Have you ever seen that show that's on HBO? It's called uh, Naked Attraction. Where no, but now I need to watch it. You've never heard of this? Mm-mm. So it's on HBO Max. It's called Naked Attraction. Right. It's a British show. There is, it's a dating show. So somebody starts okay. out with the host. They're completely completely clothed. There's six boxes around them. And they slowly okay. bring them up. The first level is their cocks or their pussies. And okay. then they, they, rose it, they raise it up and they eliminate somebody every round till you get to the last mm-hmm. two people. And then the person who's clothed and standing there has to get naked and then choose someone to go on a clothed date with. Okay. And okay. N- 90% of the guys in England are not circumcised. And it's yeah, like, it's a very um, American thing to do. But that's – I've never done it. I mean – I've slept with 130 people probably and still never experienced one. So I think it's time. <laughs> what is the biggest orgasm you've ever had? Um, I mean, I don't remember the, a time specifically, but I can tell you it was probably for missionary. <laughs> <laughs> the story is I was eating a mayonnaise sandwich on white bread and having missionary sex. <laughs> And I had the biggest orgasm ever. You're right. Are you sure you're not Mormon? Um, I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) Have you ever been fisted? No, I have not. Does that scare you? Yes, it does. Since this is anonymous, which it's not, um, can you tell us your biggest sexual secret? Oh, I don't have any secrets. My secrets are blasted all over the world. So uh, I really don't have it. I don't think I have any. (laughs) That is our friend, Brianna Coppage. She has been open and honest, and she's given us just a tiny peek inside the mind of her sex. Thank you so much for joining me, Brianna. Thanks. I hope you had fun. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Are you ready to share your unique experiences and help others feel accepted in their own sexual journeys? Then we want you to be a guest on Inside the Mind of Sex. Our podcast is a safe and open space to discuss all things related to sexuality, and we want to hear from you. If you're 18 or older and interested in being a guest on our show, please reach out to us at guest at insidethemindofsex.com. That's guest at insidethemindofsex.com. Let's start a meaningful conversation together.